Hey everyone, a quick programming note to round out the year. I'm going to be playing some of our most listened to episodes so you can hear the amazing content from our great guest again. Thank you to everyone who's listened to the show and all the support you've shown. It's truly appreciated. And now, on with the show. The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again. I am so excited to have you, but I'm even more excited to have our guest. He's the CEO and founder of Grow Capitalist, Mr. Neil Bawa. Neil, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Very excited to be here. Yeah, we're, we, we humbly uh, are so humble to have you on and, and, and gracious to have you on and, and joining us today and taking some time out of your day. We were just chatting a little bit about how you're structuring your week now, which was really cool to hear. Uh, but before we jump into any of that today and talk about uh, what we have you on today, wanted to dive a little bit in the background of where you're from, how you got into real estate and what kind of real estate you find yourself in these days. Yeah, I'm a technologist, a geek, nerd, dork, whatever you want to call me. I'm, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, grew up understanding technology and the power of data analytics. And I apply that to real estate, uh, commercial real estate. I'm mostly a developer, though I uh, own about $150 million in my value-add uh, portfolio, which is shrinking now because we're selling our value-add portfolio. The, the remaining $350 million is development. Uh, unlike most um, of my colleagues, I do not believe in focusing in one metro or one area. So I currently own assets in 17 metro areas in 10 states. And as uh, so we are demographers, we spend an insanely large amount of time doing demographic analysis uh, and uh, analytics on different metros. So to us, St. George, Utah is better than Phoenix. To us, um, Idaho Falls is better than Boise. To us, you know, uh, Dalton, Georgia is better than Seattle. So we look for these cities that no one has ever heard of, let alone lived in. And we find that they their gains are absolutely giant sized compared compared to bigger metros. And we used to go and buy value adds there. We did really well. But for example, in the next quarter, we have two projects ending. They're both in the 35 to 40% IRR range in these unknown places. And um, we, uh, we then started to build and we found that that was even more profitable for us and more profitable for our investors and gave us kind of more economies of scale. So for the most part, two thirds of our activities are around a development where we kind of go soup to nuts. We buy a piece of land, we zone it, entitle it, permit it, and then go vertical on it and either hold it for a couple of years or even hold it for 10 years. Some of our projects are 10 year holds after we build them and others we just sell right away. So uh, we run the gamut of two and a half year projects to 10 year projects, depending upon what the investors are interested in, whether cash flow is more in important or they want their, the largest possible capital gain. So that's what we do. In, at the end though, we're, we're more technologists and less real estate people. Interesting. Well, uh, listen, I, I'm not probably at that level, but also a fellow nerd. I, I love the numbers. I love the spreadsheets. I love looking at code and that sort of thing. So appreciate you having it and representing us out there. But as far as you know, we you listed off a ton of different successful properties and ways that y'all go about it, but I, I can't imagine it's been always perfect for you guys that it that it's been so seamless uh, for all the amount of success you had. So if you wouldn't mind letting our audience know maybe about an experience that 
help get you to where you are today, but on, on the non-successful side? Well, absolutely. I think that to me, this is simultaneously my least successful and most successful project. And not in the way that, you know, it was very bad and I turned it around because I didn't. It was a loss. It's most successful in that our entire philosophy of being, you know, data analytics and the way that we find cities, the way that we find neighborhoods, the way that we run our entire business came out of this catastrophic loss. So the project was, you know, about six or seven years ago, it was in Chicago and I, it was on the South side of Chicago. And uh, there were these buildings, uh, six buildings, there were brick buildings, they were very nice looking brick buildings, because most of the time, you know, we're doing stucco type uh, properties, these were brick buildings, they were very nice, they were built in the 1890s, when Chicago was kind of at its peak, that area was at, at its peak, the World Fair was happening while these were being built, so very nice buildings. And so we went in, and I was very excited about what was going on with the area, because 100 yards away is Jackson Park and the Obama Presidential Library, which is a $2 billion project, was, uh, was announced in Jackson Park in that year. Uh, you know, Obama was in, in his final year of office. And so I was like, if they build this $2 billion library with the apartments, the restaurants and all this other stuff, I'm going to just be rolling in dough. And then this other developer, uh, even larger developer, um, they are they are the biggest developers in in um, in all of Chicago. They bought the old U.S. steel plant that was a mile south, and uh, they they bought it. They spent fifty five million dollars. They had already spent fifty five million dollars to build a freeway off ramp into this massive area, which was by the way next to the next to the lake. So it was a, a exquisitely uh, awesome property in that the lake was on three sides of it. Um, and so that happened. And then there, a bunch of other developers started doing some other stuff about a mile away. So what I did was I did my, you know, on that property, instead of focusing on the data analytics, which I should have focused on more about the income, the, the job growth, the home price growth, the rent growth, the population growth, those are typical demographics that we're so obsessed about today. I looked at the opportunity of the area. I looked at the area and I said, if the library gets built, I'm going to cash out. If these, these guys the U.S. steel plant, if that becomes 12,000 upscale homes a mile away, I'm going to cash out because I'm paying $50,000 a unit, right? And someone's going to be building $400,000 homes less than a mile away. That creates insane cap rate compression, which it does, right? So the, the premise was good. It failed because the Friends of Jackson Park sued the Obama Presidential Library and the lawsuit dragged on for four years. It was finally settled, by the way, the last year, right? So now the library is going to be built, probably going to be built in 2024, 2025. And the developer got into a dispute with the city over what who's going to pay for the $55 million that he had spent. So he walked away from the project. A company in South America bought the project and didn't do anything with it for years. Apparently, they're going to do something with it now, et cetera, et cetera. So all of the these amazing opportunities surrounding the area were delayed by lawsuits or you know city fights. So that massive upswell that I was looking for didn't occur. And the area itself didn't do well on the demographics that I champion now that I'm known for. So there's a 50,000 people on the web that follow me. So when I do a webinar, 2,000 of them sign up. When I, in, a, when I, uh, in, in January, we take out a, uh, a new version each year of our location magic toolkit. It's a to be given away, completely free, no subscription, no upsell, 
product that is meant to be given away. And a lot of people just the whole year, all they do is they wait for that updated location magic toolkit and they get it. It's designed to profile a neighborhood, a city in the US and compare it to all other cities and all other neighborhoods, right? That toolkit, we, we should have used that to value this area and we didn't. And, and it wasn't that the area was horrible, it was fine. But what happened is that a year after we went in, a gang from a, an, a, an area called Englewood moved into this area. And because none of the good things that I thought about were, were happening, they were all delayed, the bad things started happening. And in 2016, there was in one day, three shootings, seven different people died. And in, 10, uh, in, in eight months, South Shore lost 11% of its population. Our delinquency skyrocketed, our occupancy dropped by 10%, delinquency increased by another 20, 30%. And we went upside down and we fought it. We fought it like crazy. We did amazing stuff. We built a call center in the Philippines. We raised 20,000 leads a year for tenants. We processed 20,000 leads ourselves, not our property manager, us. And we signed leases. But our debt was piling up. We had massive amounts of debt and the debt was just piling up like crazy. We had taken 12% loans. And in the end, we couldn't make it work. We returned some portion of the investor's money, but not all of it. We sold it finally in 2021 this year, and it was a loss. But what had happened is as early as 2015, I'd realized that as a as a, as a person that takes other people's money, I need to understand demographics at an, at a far greater level than I did. So I started demographic profiling, which I already knew about. I, I had you know, worked on it before. I'd opened a meetup group that talked about demographics and analytics, but I took it to a completely different level. I invented a system called Location Magic, and that system basically ranks cities and neighborhoods on a set of criteria. And the goal of Location Magic became that in 10 minutes, Cody Lewis can take a city that he's never heard of before or a town like Destin, Florida, like I've never even heard of Destin, Florida, but I should be able to profile it and compare Destin, Florida to, let's say, Pocatello, Idaho, which I've also never heard of. But I want to know, where do these stand on the scale of awesomeness, right? Where does Pocatello stand? Where does Rexburg stand? Where, you know, these, all these weird places that I've never heard of outside of cities, where do they stand? You should be able to do that in 10 minutes. You should be able to do it with public data that never cost you any money, right? And you should never have to come back to Neil Bawa for any portion of this. Those are my goals. And so we put this system together and released it. And the first year was super disappointing, Cody, because my goal was to basically let people understand the pain that I'd gone through in South Shore, that if I'd used this toolkit, I, I would have ranked South Shore pretty low, not maybe at the bottom, but I wouldn't have bought it because, you know, but typically when you have a toolkit, you want to look at the top 20% of, of what's in the toolkit, not the bottom 80%, right? And it was in the bottom 80%. So I wouldn't have bought it. So I, that pain, that staying up at night, staring at the ceiling, realizing that my investors weren't getting my return, it translated into this obsession to develop something that was truly powerful and truly free. I look at what people give away, you know, the ebook, the one page stuff, and I go, this isn't truly powerful, right? Because it's not updated. So I said, I'm going to update this every year. And religiously, since the day it was released, I've updated it every single January. And, and I just send it out to people. And I say, this is my gift to you so that what happened to me never happens to anybody again. 
But in 2016, I wasn't getting the traction. I wasn't getting the 50,000 real estate developers. I was getting a few hundred. So I, I would go into meetups and show them the system and people would be like, why the F are you giving this away for free? And the, you know, I'd explain my story to them and they're like, oh yeah, this is coming out of pure pain, right? You do not want this pain to happen to other people. So good for you. But a meetup's not going to get you there. You, you need to find a new distribution method. And so in 2016, I was in, in the San Francisco Bay Area teaching a meetup and this guy comes up to me as an engineer at, at Google and he says, you're in the wrong place. You need to record this as a course and upload it to udemy.com, U-D-E-M-Y.com. And I'm like, what the heck is Udemy? And he's like, it's the world's largest education portal. People upload courses there for free all the time. They also upload them for money, but your course need, needs to be free. And I'm like, okay, I've never even heard of Udemy. So I go home, I check up Udemy. They have a nice wizard. I go through the system. I record the, the course. It takes, it takes me an entire December vacation to do the recording and the editing and stuff like that. And I upload it. And I'm like, if I can get to a thousand people a year, I'm going to be delighted. Right now, Cody, there are 9,000 people taking the course. It is the highest rated real estate course on um on the, the website, there's you know thousands of real estate courses, the highest rated. It has the most number of five-star reviews. It just exploded. And people all over the world took it, not just the US. Only 62% of the people that take the course are in the US, even though I explained to people that my demographics only work in the US. So Canadians are taking it. People from Qatar are taking it. Filipinos are taking it. So people are taking it all over the world. And what they're doing actually is they're taking the principles and then finding that, that data set in their country. And then they're coming back and showing me that data set. And I'm just amazed by how powerful it is because they're able to make money wherever the heck they are by using the philosophy of the system, even though I can't really get the data for the Philippines or Qatar to them. So it, it became a movement and I gained a nickname out of it, which was the mad scientist of multifamilies. That's how I'm introduced at conferences. So people started calling me to meetups, to conferences. I've, I've now presented at 40 conferences. And then I built different versions of that. I kind of spun it off into a multifamily version that I called Placel or Lacel. Um, so it, it, it turned into lots of these toolkits. And every single part of this and my $500 million portfolio, I've got 500 investors right now. And, and now we, we're at the point in my portfolio where I'm not taking new investors. I'm just building for me, just me. I'm the investor. I'm just building for me. All of it, very in, and without any exaggeration, came out of the pain that I felt in Chicago. So to me, my, my worst project ever was also my best project ever. I don't know if I've heard or been fortunate enough to hear another story that had so much pain that ended in so much success to, to your point. I mean, having you go through that really set you on a different path and a different track. And if you would have been successful in Chicago, you probably wouldn't have found this avenue. You wouldn't have you wouldn't no. have gone down this this uh, rabbit hole. Because I haven't learned this much from my other successful projects, right? So the investors that are doubling their money in two or three years, I I'm giving them the value that came out of this project. But I can't point to, well, I learned something new here that's really creating value. You always learn something new and you apply it to the next project. But those are tweaks. This wasn't a tweak. This was a jihad that I'd launched on the world saying, I am never going to make an analytics mistake again. Well, and I think the the net of it, whether you're somebody's using your tool or if they've developed their own and they trust that, trust the numbers. Look at the numbers. It doesn't matter what's going on around the area because it's always shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, trust, it, this, this is a classic case of shoulda, coulda, woulda. And I was so excited. I was like, hey, either the library or this one or that one. There were many others. You know, I just gave you some examples. One of those had to pop. 
for me to make a very powerful exit. But in the end, it still turned out to be coulda, shoulda, woulda, where, you know, if I'd looked at the numbers, maybe I would have felt, no, I I think I can find better locations than this, right? So bottom line is, when you're taking other people's money, that's the focus. That's the learning that I got from it. That's That's what I figured out. And I applied that. And it's been extremely successful for my investors to the point where over the next year or two, we're just going to transition out of not having any investors. Well, Neil, that is incredibly powerful. And thank you for what you do. You know, I think that's awesome that you're doing this and giving away for free for folks to not have to go through the same mistake you did. So we really appreciate it. I very much appreciate you coming on and educating us and and helping us understand that sometimes failure can lead to great success down the road. So thank you so much for joining us today, sir. You're welcome, Cody. And I just want to mention to people that the toolkit is available all year round with training at multifamilyu.com. That's multifamily followed by the letter u.com. Nobody will pitch you to buy anything. Nobody will pitch you to you know, purchase education. Nobody will pitch you to, to do anything really. Go in there, grab it. You'll immediately see the value of it. And by the way, if you feel like you should give this away, you have my express approval to call it Cody Lewis's location magic and give it to another 50,000 people. You don't even need to let people know that it came from me. Well, for those uh, that want to grab that, we'll put it in the show notes for you to quickly access it and sign up for it right away. Neil, for those that maybe want to reach out to you, work with you in some other capacity, where else can folks find you? So, um, multifamilyu.com is a great way to connect with us. We, we get about 50,000 people a year that watch our webinars because we do a, a wide variety of webinars now. We've expanded location magic in 10 different directions. So if you're analytics driven and you want to see what the future looks like, we just did one called the 10 disruptive trends that will drive real estate in the next 10 years. So everything from tokenization to blockchain to... Um, to staycations, to hybrid work. These are all trends that make you an insane amount of money that nobody's talking about today, right? So these are amazing trends that everyone should be looking at. So you can go there, you can grab that information. My email address is actually on the website, so you can send me an email. If you're interested in our projects for the next couple of years, we're still taking investors. That's at growcapitus.com. That's G-R-O-C-A-P-I-T-U-S.com. But I have an, actually an odd way for people to find me that's very simple. I'm the only Neil Bawa on the World Wide Web. So N-E-A-L-B-A-W-A, hit enter, you'll see me. There you go. That's a, that's a unique way to, to go about it. And I love it. So Neil, again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the experience and, and telling us a little bit about what got you to where you are today. Thanks for having me on the show, Cody. All right. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll see everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.